new month of November means a new episode as we look back on October and all the releases and the limited movies that I was able to watch. Once again, thank you for joining Movie Kernels. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at Movie Kernels or at, on Instagram at GameMovix. Thanks again for listening and here we go. Bing bong bang. So let's move right into it. Uh, the movies that I saw in October, there were a total of three. Rounding them out in order of which ones were my favorite was The First Man, followed by The Venom, and The Night School. So The Night School was a carryover that I was able to watch. Uh, starred Kevin Hart and Tiffany Haddish. It did have some laughs, but overall, it was kind of the movie that you would expect to see. It wasn't as fa- funny as some of his other work. I think movies like Central Intelligence. Um, I also think that Tiffany Haddish is a lot funnier um, character. Um, the cast was a good mix, I felt like, but yeah, it just didn't. I don't know, there was just something missing with this, and I think if you had to go to the comedies for this year, I would have ranked Tag a lot higher. Um, thanks to A List and Movie Pass uh, this month, I was able to, or for all my months, I was able to catch Night School without having to pay anything additionally out of pocket, or else I would not recommend this movie uh, to watch in theaters. This would be more of a rental, especially if you like Kevin Hart, I could see that, or Tiffany Haddish being a must-see movie. And I would not put it in my books for rewatching unless it's something, you know, during the holiday season or while you're doing other things that just happens to come on TV. Moving on to the next title was Venom. One of my, I guess with all comic book movies, definitely anticipated this movie was worth it just for the after credit sequences that it had and potentially of what it builds um, that's what I'm more excited about I felt that Tom Hardy was actually a, a very good Eddie Brock uh, much better than Topher Grace but you guys are all entitled everyone is entitled to their own opinion and I really wondered when Tom Hardy talked about how there are about 30 minutes cut out from this movie and those were his favorite parts before having to retract what he had said uh, for probably PR purposes. I wonder, one, if it would have made this movie much better, will we ever see a director's cut? And will we ever see a rated R version of this movie? Would it have made it better? I felt that the, the villain in the story and even the villain's character uh, to Eddie Brock and the villain to Venom was a little bit weak. Uh, definitely stay tuned for the after credits. But Venom aside, the best thing about this movie was the little snippet scene from Spider-Verse, which is the animated Spider-Man movie coming out starring Miles Morales. And yeah, that sequence had comedy, uh, great action, uh, definitely builds up my hype even more for for Spider-Verse. And that might be my last big movie. I really must see this year moving right along first man just a, another beautiful movie starring Ryan Gosling and a director from from La La Land that he had worked on before 
I will not pronounce his name because I'm pretty sure I cannot pronounce his name. Saw it in IMAX. Highly recommend either an IMAX. I wonder what it would have been like watching it in Adobe Atmos. Just because of some of the scenes that are shot, just taking off and launch, it making you feel like you actually are launching into space. To uh, my probably my favorite shot. A uh, little spoiler warning is that they land on the moon. So it's when they actually open the hatch to the moon. And it goes from being noisy inside of the capsule to just complete silence as the camera pans out to the moon, and that was one of the scenes that took my breath away. I'm not sure how accurate the portrayals were, uh, but I learned a lot more about Neil Armstrong. It made Buzz Aldrin look kind of like a jerk, but who knows? Maybe that's true. Maybe it's not. But yeah, definitely worth watching. I'm not sure. If it's a must-buy, but I would put that under potential buy, um, if it's for the right price and definitely worth rewatching if you have the right setup. Of course, I will probably watch this again if it's just playing on TV. So those are the movies that I watched in October. What did you guys get around to watching? Uh, what were some that I may have missed that you would highly recommend? Definitely shoot me comments, shoot me emails. You can reach me via the anchor. Um, app, or you can also reach me, uh, leave me a review on iTunes, Google Cast, or also leave me a comment on Twitter under Movie Kernels, or sending a comment via GameMovix on Instagram. So, with that being said, we're gonna look onto the updated rankings for the year, and the rankings will follow with these new three editions. Still up at top, Avengers: Infinity War. Number two, Black Panther, followed by Mission Impossible Fallout at three, four, Ready Player One, number five, Isle of Dogs, number six, A Quiet Place, seven, Crazy Rich Asians, eight, Searching, nine, Blockers, ten, Solo, A Star Wars Story, eleven, Incredibles 2, number 12, Ant-Man and Wasp, 13, Deadpool 2, 14 is where we slot in the first man, followed shortly by 15 for Venom, 16 for Ocean's 8, 17 for Tag, 18 for Tomb Raider, 19 for Game Night, 20 for A Simple Favor, 21 for Pacific Rim Uprising, 22 for Annihilation, 23 for Teen Titans Go to the Movies, 24 for The Meg, 25 for Black K Klansman, 26 for Skyscraper, 27 for Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, 28 for Night School, 29 for The Spy Who Dumped Me, 30 for The Red Sparrow, 31 for Wrinkle in Time, 32 for Super Troopers 2, and once again, 33, Assassination Nation ranks the bottom of the list. Okay, and then we'll move right on along to the next section of the movies to see in November. Moving right along into November movies to see, Week 1 starts it off with The Nutcracker and the Four Realms, which is another Disney live action. But this one seems to have a little bit of a twist. I have not seen the ballet in full, but the fact that it stars Keira Knightley makes me very intrigued in watching the movie. It also seems like with Disney, they always play it a little bit safer. So when you go watch it, if you're a Disney fan, you probably would enjoy it. The other movie is Bohemian Rhapsody, which stars Rami Malek as Freddie Mercury. The celebration of Queen which they have some classic hits so even if you probably 
did not know that before, if whoever you are, <laughs> um, that if you actually went to watch the movie, it might be worth it to be surrounded, kind of like a mini live concert. I'm not sure how much time to give to the actual songs themselves, but hopefully they do it justice. The next week brings on the Dr. Seuss The Grinch, um, which stars Benedict Cumberbatch as The Grinch. I probably will hold a special place for the animated movie um, of The Grinch uh, back in the day, but still willing to give this a shot. The next movie would be Overlord, which just seems like uh, if you took the Call of Duty Zombies mode and turned it into a movie, it is produced by J.J. Abrams, not directed. Um, but from from what I've seen in the trailers, it seems like it could be a just a quick, fun kind of horror, gory slash shooter movie with a lot of action. And lastly, The Girl in the Spider's Web, which continues the the reboot of the Girl in the Dragon Tattoo series out here. Claire Foy is taking on the role of Elizabeth Sander. And from what I've seen in the trailers, it looks very interesting, very high action pace. Uh, but I feel like they're sometimes with those kind of movies, the best parts are in the trailer. But I'm definitely willing to give it a try. The middle of the month brings on my most anticipated movie for the month, which is Fantastic Beasts and the Crimes of Grindelwald. Continuing J.K. Rowling's series of the Fantastic Beasts. I did really enjoy the first one. I thought Eddie Raymond um, was a very good casting and it was very different. Um, and the Johnny Depp controversy aside, I'm looking forward to watching that. Another movie that coming out that week is Instant Family, which stars Marky Mark and Rose Byrne. I do um, like Rose Byrne and I think she was great in a comedy, but um, it, de- it depends if this is actually going to be better than Neighbors, um, but I'm not sure if it'll be the same type of raunchy comedy. The following week of Thanksgiving brings Ralph Breaks the Internet. I really enjoy Wreck-It Ralph. Hopefully they'll have more properties in here. And just from the, the fact that he goes to the internet and you see Google, Disney, and all these great things, it seems like it's going to poke fun and a lot of other things and it looks like the holiday movie to beat. Um, we have Creed 2. I did not watch the first one. It's definitely in my queue of movies to watch, but Michael B. Jordan is a great actor, also stars Tessa Thompson, who I believe is a pretty great actress. So rounding that out for the month would be If Beale Street Could Talk. This is the uh, next movie um, that director Barry Jenkins is doing and the last one he did was Moonlight another one on my must-see list um, but yeah that kind of rounds out the month of November what are some of the movies that you guys have listed have ranked out um, is there any ones that you think I am missing that I should watch definitely feel free to chime in send a message um, but yeah moving right along um, we have our section of what we bought in October and it was just one lowly title, which was Hearts Beat Loud. If anyone has seen the trailer, Nick Offerman plays a dad that starts a band with his daughter. And one of the best scenes of the trailer, uh, I won't spoil it for you, just go ahead and watch it. I have not watched it yet. I bought it when it was on sale on iTunes, but I am definitely looking forward to it.
this leads us into our last segment of the month of what have you been streaming what are you guys watching there are a couple of highlights this month that i'm really excited to talk about but first we got back on the mcu and review train by renting captain america's civil war thanks to a sale on amazon prime video not sponsored but definitely worth watching i'm still not sure why we don't have this in our catalog definitely one of the ones that will be worth upgrading or buying a digital copy if not physical copy but as you can know captain america civil war takes the cake and takes the top of the rankings thus far as we move along um, moving winter soldier down to number two just to refresh on the rest of the rankings number three is guardians of the galaxy number four the avengers number five iron man number six captain america the first avenger 7 Avengers The Age of Ultron, 8 Thor, 9 Iron Man 2, followed by number 10 Iron Man 3, number 11 Ant-Man, number 12 The Incredible Hulk, and number 13 Thor The Dark World. Now, a couple of things that made Captain America Civil War great was their introductions to the characters of Black Panther and Spider-Man, and after seeing each one's, um, each character's own films, it makes you appreciate how nicely they were introduced and how seamless they were introduced into the MCU universe. This movie definitely felt like an Avengers 3 movie, which makes sense that the Russos went on to do Avengers Infinity War. The airport battle was definitely the scene that was the highlight of this movie with Giant Man. Um, they took some interesting twists, um, interesting things they changed up to the Civil War plot to tie it into the MCU versus the comics. Overall, the villain felt a little flat, but he definitely served his purpose of creating the divide you know between captain america and iron man i have actually started watching doctor strange but did not get to finish um, which it did not make it to this one but hopefully that will be wrapped up for next month's episode we can talk more about that i know shouldn't start things if i can't finish them <laughs> within the month but two highlights from netflix that release was daredevil season three and castlevania season two Castlevania season two was a little bit longer. Um, really appreciated having a little more episodes to kind of build up the characters, uh, build up the battle to cast to Dracula's castle. You know, building out Alucard, um, Belmont. Uh, it'll be interesting to see where it goes. Um, it was just re-up for season three, and season three being a whopping ten episodes. I really hope that the bigger that the show grows or just in length that it won't ruin the show for what it is. Again, it has great music. Um, the animation is wonderfully done for any retro fan or anybody that loves Dracula Lord. It's definitely highly recommended. And then to the king of them all or having the kingpin back in Daredevil season three makes Daredevil that much greater. It's kind of like he's the main villain to Daredevil and just a choice and Vincent um, is just a great actor does such a great job as Kingpin and just how he's always one step always ahead of Foggy, Murdoch and Karen Page is just it's just excellent to see and just the the things behind the characters another uh, great rendition of Marvel introducing a new character a bullseye compared to those that saw that Daredevil live action movie I admit it, back when I was a kid, I actually really enjoyed it as well. 
Um, but Colin Farrell as Bullseye compared to uh, this version of Bullseye, so much more grounded. Um, very interesting take on the character. But yeah, um, the question is, are we saying goodbye to the devil of Hell's Kitchen uh, with the recent Netflix cancellations of Luke Cage and Iron Fist, which probably were the lower ranking out of Jessica Jones and Daredevil. It remains to be seen if there's going to be a season four. There's some rumblings that um, Disney, with their streaming service, wants to do away with the Marvel agreements. Um, so I'm hoping that's not the case. Or if Disney does take up Daredevil, that they will do it justice. Um, and actually leaves the season four keeping the same great cast, um, the great talent behind it. But if not, this was a pretty good swan song to end the series on, and and highly pleased with just the fact that if we, this is all we get from Marvel and Netflix, then Daredevil alone was worth it. So that about wraps up this month. Thank you so much for listening on all the podcasting services. Really appreciate everyone that. Is out there special shout outs to a couple of friends Cena and Oscar for you know subscribing to the podcast I really appreciate it it goes a long way and your feedback is very important for how to make this show better I just introduced this month of making these segments with adding a little music so you're just not hearing my voice rambling on definitely feel free to give feedback is there a specific order that you rather listen to this in or is there some other segments that you would prefer be added in or feel like it's missing to elaborate more on movies, specifically go into spoiler detail or just altogether do a different spoiler cast? Feel free to chime in on Twitter um, at reaching us at Movie Kernels or leaving us comments at GameMovix or any of the podcasting via iTunes, Google Cast, Overcast or even on Anchor shooting an audio message. We really appreciate any and all reviews, any and all comments. We want to make this the best show we possibly can. And we look back to seeing you next month. And with that, bing bong bang. bang.